What's up, everyone? You're listening to the Visually Stunning Movie Podcast, where you can get real, honest opinions about films that are opening in your theaters soon, and every once in a while, an older film as well. So stay tuned. Enjoy what you're hearing. Don't forget to like us and follow us on social media, at VS Movie Podcast. You know how all that works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan, one of the biggest cultural icons to come out of the heyday of Hollywood in the mid 20th century, Marilyn Monroe, uh, Norma Jean. Um, Netflix has a new movie coming out called Blonde uh, with the somewhat at the time controversial casting of Anna de Armas as, as Marilyn Monroe. Um <laughs> Who knows? Uh, so, look, we, we, we've talked, uh, you know, based on, inspired by, oh, yeah, this. blah, blah, blah. You know, we, 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 we talked about the differences between Bohemian Rhapsody and real life. We've talked about Rocketman and real life. Uh, Elvis came out earlier this year. <coughs> uh, <clears throat> this is an interesting interpretation well, I, I think it's important to point out that, that it's based on a book mm-hmm. that came out, and, and it was a novel. It's an it was never presented as like the real story, or it. it, it so it's it, and and they've even I think they said they've re- reimagined the novel. So this is like taking a Dan Brown novel, yeah, and then making it into you know taking his ideas and then turning it into something different. Right. Um, so it, the veracity or the, the, the ability to, to say that this is in any way, actually what happened, uh, I think is a stretch. Uh, well, there, some were, of there it, are a lot of, you know, high points, you know, events. Sure. That, that we know happened whether or not the the scene prior to that event you know or immediately following that event yeah or how did that play out and you know and so it's we are dealing with a fictional place um and i'm not a marilyn monroe expert by any stretch of imagination in fact i I don't know i mean i think what i know about marilyn is kind of just what you kind of uh what i've gotten from watching some of the films and and just that general sense of who she is and kind of as a, as a tragic um, figure, yep. um, I guess, ultimately <laughs> in the same way that, you know, Elvis is or, um, you know. Yeah, it's, I think it's interesting. I think that I think I think that, you know, without really knowing a lot about Marilyn Monroe, I've always been sympathetic to Marilyn Monroe and felt like she didn't get her fair whatever you know or maybe that she the reputation she had she didn't necessarily earn or um right you know what options did she have and, and that's kind of what this i mean 
this you know nearly three hour movie is is about how few options she really did have well uh, how, how few and, options this version of version. her had yes, yes. Um, let's and let's talk about this for a second it is almost it's like 245 something like that um nc17 yeah um somewhat, for about I, I would i think if you cut about 40 seconds in two um, spots and that primarily in two scenes well maybe might be more five, than, might be more than 40 seconds because well, there's the two point I, of view shots you have to have to cut yeah and then uh, there's yeah. the other scene well okay so but, but, but ultimately ultimately we're talking maybe a minute worth of footage yeah that that could be cut out of this film and it would pass as an r mm. um but that I footage is that pretty we, intense i was gonna say i don't know that if, if yeah i mean the some of that footage if you want to feel awful about things <sighs> right if you want to feel which, awful about things yeah. yes that's that's one way to put it yeah um, but no, so it, we, we trace Norma Jean's, this Norma Jean, uh, through her time as a contract player at the, at one of the studios, taking these blonde bimbo parts, uh, well, doing, we, doing we modeling. Got her, her, we got her childhood as well. A little bit of the childhood. A little bit of her childhood. It's, um, it, it, yeah, it's, man, this, it's the it's it's hyper stylized and yet really stripped down at the same time it, it it's if you don't know the marilyn monroe story at all i i imagine that it will just be pure chaos yes um you know because they jump around so much and there's no real connective tissue from you know uh, that, that connects everything other than the fact that it's her. Yeah. Um, there are things that, you know, I mean, you'll jump into relationships with individuals who, who there's clearly a lot of stuff that happened before and, but we've dropped right in the middle and we're going to see this moment, you know? Um, and that's kind of, it's kind of a series of moments. Um, I don't know. It, it it it's a, yeah it's an odd construction let's put it that way, um, and like I said you know it covers two marriages. It's it's just weird. It's let let let's let's talk about Anna de Armas for a second though. Sure. Um, she she is all in um, in portraying Norma Jean. Hundred uh, percent, and 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 it and it's it's an impressive performance, but it's it's in. But I think that the shortcomings of the film, and it's not even the scenes that they use. I, I think it's just the way that it's it's that they wind up putting it all together at the end. I think it's not even the script. I just think it's that the editing and construction at the end that really hamstrings um how high i could get on this film well i i I think that that this this film is torn between two things and i and i don't know how you make a a film about marilyn monroe that isn't torn to a certain extent but there's there's like a uh 
fever dream aspect to this film. Mm-hmm. The, and I, and those things were just a kind of a, a, a more of a nightmare, um, you know, where things get fairly surreal at times. Um, uh, you know, the, the style is, is a little crazier than whatnot, but then you also have these moments that are presented in a, a very normal, traditional fashion. Um, and I, and I don't know that the two of those versions, at least in the way this film is presented work, um, you know, if it's from Marilyn's perspective, it's probably all pretty much a fever dream. Um, there's nothing in this movie where her life is, you know, I mean, nothing ever feels, there's no moment where her smile real. Yes, there, there's even even the fleeting happiness that she feels is always in itself is something of an illusion. And you you um, catch this kind of but stuff. I don't know that you can make a film that's. Go ahead. I was just I don't know if you could make a, a film that's, you know, all, all fever dream and hallucinogenic and burning buildings and, and ash and, you know, beautiful and ugly at the same time and grotesque and. Uh, which you know the, there's a lot of that in this film and also pair it with the story that people because people want to see the marilyn monroe story they right. want to see her with this boyfriend they want to see her with in this movie they want to you know so it's almost like you making the story about marilyn monroe you're you're already backed yourself into a corner because what happens if you don't show the white dress right what happens if you don't you know i mean so what happens, you know, if that doesn't fit into the, the, the you know, the madness part of the story or, uh, yeah. So I think, I think just by making a film about Marilyn Monroe, you've already, uh, you know, limited your options. Yeah. And, and like I said, you, you see this kind of stuff more than I do because you're a classically trained film guy. Um, aspect ratios. Sure. Yeah. Um, in this, um, once I caught it, I was like, okay, what, what are they trying to say with the aspect ratios? And I don't know that they were, I don't, I, I couldn't sense any kind of consistency across one viewing to figure out what they were doing. And the film is black and white until it's not, but then is again, it's, it's, it's weird again. And I think that actually detracts. I think if they had just, you know, picked an aspect ratio or two, to just kind of differentiate things to, you know, and then left it all black and white or done spot color, depending on what it was, you know, like, like Schindler's list. I think that might've given a little more cohesion to this thing. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, and I don't think you're wrong really in the sense that they needed to make decisions (laughs) that they never, that they never made. Um, I think that, that, that's the problem that I have with the film more than anything is you needed to decide what movie you were making and you needed to make that movie rather than whatever it is that you've done. That doesn't really, it, it, it feels, uh, there's a, a film that I actually love and I think that it, it, it does something similar, but it does it in a far more honest and, and better way. And it's a film called, uh, 32 short films about Glenn Gould. And essentially it literally is 32 scenes taken from different eras of his life. It was, and it's all directed by one person, you know, it's the same actors, but it's, it's 32 scenes that are presented to you. And 
based on those 32 scenes, you're supposed to get a feel for who this individual is. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not necessarily about his journey as much as it is, well, this is who he is. This is, this is his life. This is him. And you know, it's some big moments and some little moments. And at the end of the film, you know, whether it's true or not is beyond me, I don't know. But at the end of the film, you get a sense of who that, that individual is. Um, you know, the, 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 this, even though the, the scenes aren't necessarily tied together in, in a traditional manner, you at least at the end, you get, you know, a full picture. Right. But I and I don't know that I don't think you get that with Blonde. And I don't I don't know even if they they cared. To, I mean, it's almost I mean, for me, if they had made this like into a, a horror movie, um because there are parts of this film, at least a psychological horror movie. I mean, I couldn't help but wonder. It was like, what if David Cronenberg directed this thing? What if, oh my uh, God. yeah, or David Fincher, or what if you know there were all these other yeah, other directors, David Lynch, you know, what if you know what we if we got someone who was willing to embrace the weirdness of some of what was in this film, would it have been a better movie? And then would people accept it if it was a Marilyn Monroe movie? Um, or would that be like the upcoming Winnie the Pooh movie? Right. Where, I'm sorry, Winnie the Pooh's, you know, a nice guy. He can't be a murderer. Marilyn Monroe's a, a you know, a star. She can't be psychotic or, you know, whatever. Or And there are elements of mental illness that they sort of address in Blonde, but they don't really. Um, and, again, you know, apparently... Managers and and handlers were terrible, horrible people for, you know, a lot of these big, big stars. And I don't know if that's true, but this is another film where the person didn't matter as much as their fame. Right. And how can we milk the fame? Got to keep riding the gravy train. Well, and, and the thing is, from the very beginning, even when she's not necessarily famous, they're they're literally you know, it's, 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 a, it's an entire film of abuse, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, and it's heartbreaking in that regard. Yeah. Well, but like I don't it. know, if, but I don't know if it's true. No, I know. Right. But again, Anna Armas is great. Um, but. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend, but what won't change needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It's, I don't want to say it's tough to care because that's not what I'm trying to say. Um, the film almost renders her performance pointless in that it doesn't, doesn't 
as as a film, it doesn't take us anywhere. Well, and I think I think it is very gratuitous in, in every sense of the word, in its length, in its nudity, and its nightmarish. I don't know. I mean, it, and maybe that Marilyn Monroe is gratuitous. You know, maybe that's kind of you know the point to a certain extent. Um, I don't know. I mean, I just never. There, there were times where you you felt the humanity of her, but I think for a lot of the films, she's not human. She's, you know, she's an other. Yeah. Whatever that other is, you know. Uh, again, kind of using the Guillermo del Toro thing about how he makes movies about the other, but his movies about the other are are things that we connect to. This other is almost like. Well, I, I can't relate to her on any level, so uh, I don't know. You know, I don't. I don't know how I dive into this. But I don't know that I want to dive into the mind of this 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 person. I don't know that I want to see the world through her eyes because, quite frankly, it's pretty ugly. Well, you know, and, and, it's lonely, and that's assuming and you it's, can trust it all. Well, and he, and who knows if you, you know? Well, and that's you can't. Yeah. So you know, I mean that. And I, but I, and I think that's why my favorite parts of the films is are the is the stuff that's clearly not real, where you know that this is stylized, where you know that this is an interpretation. No, this is it. It's not trying to suggest that this is exactly how something happened. It's more of this is the essence of the moment. Right. This is the the uh, the mental state or the symbolic mental state that stuff that's the stuff i like um i think in the film and that's what i wanted more of because then you don't get tangled up in this whole thing of truth versus fiction um you know because i mean when i when i see a movie about marilyn monroe i would like to come away with a, a better understanding of who she is um but i don't know that we can get you know not with, uh, the, not with this know, one well, not with this or not even like with uh, my week with Marilyn, um, because that's from a different perspective. And people say, well, that's not really how it went down. And you're glorifying what, you know, your week with whatever. And so there's without her able to tell her story. Yeah. Uh, and even then, again, it goes back. Could you trust what her version of the story is? Um, and I think it's. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd like to have an understanding of who. Marilyn Monroe is, and I think we're all fascinated with with aspects of her life, if not all of her life. Um, and I, I guess maybe we're looking for answers that we'll never find. And and I think a lot of people will watch this movie not realizing that it is, you know, someone's imaginary interpretation of her life. Yeah. Rather than anything that's, I'm sure there's. You know, there's bits that are uh, based on yeah. fact, and but again, it's kind of the Dan Brown thing where you take a myth and you find the holes, and you fill in those holes with whatever it is that you, you know, the story that you want to tell, your interpretation yeah. of well, what happened between you know between A and B. We know what happened at A, we know what happened at B. Yeah. So this had to happen in between, and and whether or not that's true, I don't know. Yeah. Um, there, there's, I mean, there's no, there's the no absolute that, truth here. I absolutely believe that was going on in Hollywood during that that time period, and 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 actually, no. But but there's you know, I mean, there's there are, yeah. 
there's but you, when you set out to make a movie like this i think that it wants to it i i would want it to either be again more obvious that it's not you know trying to be a real actual you know solid you know right. interpretation of her life you know I, I guess you need to either you need to you need to make a choice what are you yeah and and that, and i don't know that the film ever understood what it was and um and i don't even know if it could have been the entire film out of those i i don't know i don't know i don't know it's crazy so yeah it's just it's like I said, I think people should watch it. I think I think Anna Armas is going to get some awards talk. Um, but I, like I said, I think the film, the spectacle of the film, is probably going to blind some people to the problems with the film. Um, yeah, well, and I think the rating people are going to overreact to the, the they're going to overreact to NC seventeen. Yeah, they always do. Yeah, um, and. But, you know, we just we just talked about Pearl, and we talked about Mia Goth. Now, she's been in two R, hard R-rated movies in this year. So it's not the subject yeah. matter. It might just be that stupid little indicator that that puts some people off. You know, NC-17 versus R. Yeah. Yeah, and I think... But I... I yeah, and I think... I think there will be people who... I think no matter what, Blonde was going to put people off. Because people who love Marilyn and know a lot about her already know that it's kind of a fictional thing. Right. Um, and then people who don't realize it's fiction are going to watch it and just think it's the most depressing thing in the world. Because it kind of it is. is. Um, but anyone who thought Marilyn had a happy life, and, and I, I, don't, I don't know that she did. I don't, I, you know, I, I, maybe <laughs> moments, but I mean... You know, uh, so there's, there's, but I, but I don't think it's the movie that anyone wanted. No, I don't, I don't think it is. You know, I don't think it's the thing the Maryland fans wanted, and I don't think it's the, the, the non-knowledgeable. No, it's not, it's not for casual fans. No. Uh, that's, that's for sure. And you're right. It would, it'll put off hardcore, uh, Maryland Monroe fans. That's for sure. So sadly, I think we have to mark this one down. Um, which yeah. is which is I, I, sad because there's I mean it's yeah she's a compelling subject. Um, but you're yeah. right. I don't think they just ever committed to what they wanted to do with her, and so it's this mess. And the fact that it's that it's you know two forty five just tells me that they couldn't. It's that long because they didn't know how to shorten it and make it make it well, yeah, a better movie. It, well, and it's hilarious that, that they had a hard time editing it because it's not like it's really all that connected to begin with. Exactly. They could have so. chumped, lumped parts out and it wouldn't have mattered because everything is, are there all these little standalone bits? Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, like I said, I did, that, that's kind of a, it's a subtle clue. Uh, but, yeah, so there you go. Um, so, uh, Blonde hits Netflix on September 28th. Um, if you're really interested in watching it, and it's got some disturbing scenes in it. This, the NC-17 parts will may, it's, yeah, may disturb you, depending on your level. Yeah, they're you know, and and because everyone thinks well, it must be 
anyway. Yeah, NC seventeen implies a certain thing. This is it's not that. It's it's actually fairly horrific. Yeah. Um, and see the stuff that gets this in the NC seventeen. Yep. Category. It, it really is. So, uh, so there you go. That is it. That is Blonde, September twenty eighth, on Netflix. Um, we still have movies to watch. We still have things to talk about, which we will do. Trust us. They're coming. Um, until we come back, lots of stuff, lots of stuff, but, but until we come back, don't forget to like us, follow us on social media at BS movie podcast. You know how that works. Um, and, uh, we will see you on the flip side of this, this weekend when we're doing stuff. <laughs> and, uh, till we talk to you again, I'm Mark. That's Ryan. Bye Ryan. See you guys. Uh, and we will talk to y'all later. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.